as you can tell by the lack of intro, uh, Chris is on assignment this week, unavailable to be here, so you're stuck with also Chris, even though I'm the number one Chris in everyone's heart, obviously. And I think we're, we're sticking with this, the unofficial third leg of the show, Justin Stewart. Thud. Hello! <laughs> That's an intro. That's mm-hmm. an intro, man. I like hey, it. Uh, I'll, uh, like I said, I'll, I will wear that with a badge of honor. So, how are you? I'm excellent, my man. Yeah. I am excellent. Thank you for letting me uh, come on and, and talk about some dumb dumb shit. Well, that's all we ever do is just talk about dumb <laughs> Wait, shit. Wait, hang on. Bullshit. Really? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> dumb shit and bullshit, man. Uh, <laughs> much like, and you know, we'll just we'll just get right into it. Much like uh, our, our boy Toy Vomit is hosting Figure Fest to sell bullshit. That is correct. We come on this show to talk about bullshit. And once again, big shout out to uh, Toy Vomit and Vegan Superkick. I don't know if we're supposed to say her name or not. Vegan Uh, Superkick's good. Vegan Superkick's good for hosting that. We're super stoked to be able to come out for that. and It's going to be a good time. Record and you're going to be set up. Yeah, uh, all the Six Bomb crew will be there just like we were uh, last time in March. Uh, We'll be doing live art up on the stage and we'll also have tables and stuff up on the stage uh, for people to come browse and, and shop and look at look at our wares and what we got. So, yeah. We'll be slightly... We'll be directly in front of the stage mm-hmm. like we were last time. So, I, I'm hyped for it. I had a blast in uh, March? Yeah, it was in March. March sounds right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think it was... What was it like... Two weeks before LCTC or something? Yes, two yeah. weeks before LCTC. Yeah, there was still snow on the ground. Yeah, it was incredibly cold that morning, and no one remembered to bring anything to drink. Correct. So at, like, I think noonish, 1 o'clock, I just walked over to the Dollar Tree and bought a 24-pack of water, and... You saved the day. I think I was everyone's savior that day. You were. So. You were. You were. You kept uh, you kept the, the wrestling boys hydrated, too. Yeah. Along with all the artists. So, I mean, this year, this time, same year, so this time around they got Dan Housen and Ethan Page running through. Yep. Should be a good time. Uh, You do have to wonder, like, one thing I've always questioned is, I wonder if, like, you know, the person behind the character, like, how often Donovan just slips into the voice, like, at home? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even in just, uh, like, conversations with him that I, you know, I saw him at... Um, the Squared Circle Expo because mm-hmm. I went with uh, Toy Vomit up there to, to help sell some bullshit and he was just shooting the shit with us at the table and it just sounded like his voice like it's, it was just it yeah it's Man. just sort of uh, always around because <laughs> the, the first time I met him in I believe 2020 is that the first time we did the signing? Mm. no early 2021 early 2021 early 2021 when we had the, yeah. the B-suit on you know, just normal, like kind of like there's a there's a hint of the Danhausen voice in there, but yeah. you know the full one. Like I, I never got the full Danhausen voice until the the second time I met him in yeah. December of last year. Yeah, well, you perfected it by then. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have it. Gotta have it ready for you know TV for sure. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look good. You gotta sound good. So, but Figure Fest is awesome. It's uh, Olika Shriners Temple Sunday, September eighteenth. Uh, 10 to 4. Oh, 10 to 4? Yeah, 10, 10 to 4. 10 to 4. If you want to get in an hour early, you can get there at 9 for an extra. It'll be $10 if you want to get in at 9, $5 if you want to get in at 10 or later. Yep. 
Um, come out and come out early because man, they had a huge crowd. We got there at like ten fifteen last year. Yeah, and they already had a massive crowd. So. Yeah, and it's just a one day thing. So, uh, yeah, if you miss it, you miss it. And yeah, be there or be square. I can't believe I just said that. Good one, Dad. Yeah, I know. Do you have the hard time I do? Because I, I, where you caught yourself, where you have to break of not saying Toy Vomit's name. Yes. Yes. And I think I've slipped up on like one episode of the show, but we've gotten really good about just referring to them as Toy Vomit. So. Yes. Toy Vomit and Vegan Super Kick are the are the showrunners, and they're fucking awesome. They are just great people. Um. So. You've had this kind of brainchild idea that I have just decided I really want to run with. I think it's a fun idea. I think it's something that's going to be cool. And this is in kind of a strange way, kind of like a backdoor pilot for what's going to be our upcoming Patreon show, which we're going to be, I think we're just going to be calling it Monster Movie Mondays because that's when it's going to go up. Yeah. Uh, this is going up on a Wednesday morning, so this is not Monster Movie Monday. <laughs> on a, uh, but on a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and to kick it off, we started off with something I've owned for a few years, but actually haven't ever watched. Um, the 1988 remake of The Blob. Right. Now, when I pitched this to you, because uh, I'd always wanted to, to fuck around and do like a, uh, a uh, sort of like stream and... and like you do on Twitch and shit like yeah. that. Like we could just watch and, and draw and, and, and hang out. But I think this is uh, a bit more streamlined and a bit uh, a bit easier to do. So I had this idea to just sit and watch movies with you and I would doodle and uh, and we would just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Which is definitely nothing we've, you know, this is not out of character for no, us no, no. to do normally. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and that's not saying we won't have a time where we uh, upload just us watching and talking through a movie or two, but this is going to be kind of a more streamlined like conversation about what we watched. And first off, like, gotta practical effects are best, man. Holy shit! Um, I mean, and because I was telling you before we watched it, the last time I'd seen this was probably late nineties. Um, so it was already a decade old the last time I saw it. Um, and you know, I always remembered enjoying it and always thought that all the effects were, were super dope and, uh, the kills are great. And upon rewatch, uh, you know, 20 some odd years later, that is exactly the case. Yeah. Uh, the shit still looks really good. Even the, even the green screen stuff that they tried, um, it's, it's, it's bad, but the blob itself looks so cool. It looks so cool. And the disintegrating bodies that are in yeah. it look, yeah. look awesome. And <laughs> this might make me a sociopath. Yeah. I respect any horror movie that doesn't hesitate to kill the kid. There you go. Because, um, you know, like, and maybe it's, this is going to sound weird, but like, I think it's one of those things that we've become like super sensitized to with like the you know, the same people that wanted Rango to be rated R because there was smoking in it. Right. Throw right. fits about that sort of thing. Right. Um, so, you know, you always watch horror movies thinking, oh, the kids are going to be safe. And, um, you know, strangely, it's like, you know, so we're, that scene in the sewer, I'm like, okay, well, obviously they're all going to... 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kid deserved it. That kid very much deserved it. And and uh, I also want to say that this, upon rewatch, uh, I got a very definitive, like, uh, anti-chauvinist vibe. Because all the guys who are assholes to women, including the 12-year-old, yeah. get offed. They do. <laughs> I was going to say he deserved it because he was wearing headphones in a movie theater. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but he was just... But yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone who's a chauvinist or a dick to women in the movie just gets... Yes. In some very creative ways. Except for my favorite kill... Who was the guy that was just trying to help plunge the sink? He just wanted to help, and my guy just got threaded. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the comedic. Yes, yes, like the, the expansion. Yeah, the expansion of of the pipes uh, is what is what always sends me over the edge because, like, yeah, that's a very that's a very uh, cartoony. Yeah, spoilers on a 34-year-old movie. One of the kills yeah. takes place by, um, uh, I guess, the cook. Yeah. Gets yeah. sucked into a sink drain. <laughs> His entire body is crushed and pulled through a sink drain by the blob. Uh, it's just, it's just amazing. It's, it's a, it's one of those movies that you can tell the filmmakers were like, all right. What would look great? Yeah. Or like what it's what sounds fun, you know. What sounds fun and what's going to like Honestly, it seems like something they did to like just kind of pop the boys like Sure. It's a horror movie made for horror fans. Yes. And that's yes. what it boils down to yes. is because you said, I think you talked about how it was considered a flop because it didn't make its budget back. Yes, uh, it had a budget according to the Wikipedia, it had a budget of 10 million. And when it came out, uh, its U.S. gross was $8.2 million. So it was considered a flop because it lost $1.8 million. And that's 1988 numbers. So I don't know what that equates to now, but to me, that doesn't seem like... And it says, you know, the, the film has gone on to, to gross triple that, just oh, in yeah. like DVD, you know, VHS, DVD sales, licensing, and all that stuff. Because this has always been one of those things I'd heard of and had never gone back and watched. And I want to say, like, the original, like, DVD case made the movie look a lot creepier than it actually is. Yes. Like, the movie is, and I'm showing him the cover on the Amazon, like, DVD. Not the, not the Shout Factory that right. came out in, like, 2018, right. 2019. The movie is nowhere close to that scary. No, no. Um, so, and so, like, what, so you said, you know, you just wanted to revisit this or anything, but we have, for what we're going to be doing, a plethora, yeah. we've already discussed what we're going to do in the holiday season. Yes. Um, so, you already kind of touched on it, so I don't know why I'm asking, it's like, what made you pick The Blob? Yeah, I or think... Like, yeah, and, you know, because in pitching the the monster movie Monday, because I love alliteration, um, <laughs> and I thought uh, it was just a movie that I had that had sort of been in the back of my brain um, for a while, and I don't own it, so I couldn't I couldn't go back and watch it, and I, and I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Um, so you came over to watch 
Wrestle Slams, and I was like, "Hey, do you have the blob?" You know, and I was hoping you did, and you did. Yeah, so I, I do. In fact, own the blob on uh, the 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 Shout Factory Blu-ray, which I think I bought it on one of their sales a few years ago. Got it for like eighteen, nineteen bucks. Or yeah, something. It's, yeah. And um, I, I I remember having it. Like I started it one night yeah and fell asleep within like the first two or three minutes because it was one of those nights it was like one in the morning and I was like I'm gonna put on a movie yes and yeah. like was not even in my living room I was like laying in bed and just put a movie I had a blue player dude. in there at one point yeah I set myself up for a lot of mm-hmm. failure um so but yeah practical effects in this movie um are unreal because there's like there's uh like stop motion in it, there's uh, uh, like reverse camera shots in it. Um, there's just a lot of really clever shit in this movie. Well, and the the blob itself, the, the 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 links they go to to make it look alive. Like you yes. you pointed out at one point, like it has veins. It has veins in it. It has veins. Um, you can like see the bodies digesting in it. Uh, towards the end, like, you know, it has that big mouth thing. It doesn't yeah. have teeth, but, like, right. you know, right. it has blob teeth. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, yeah. like, screaming at one yeah. point. So, the, the, they, the, the links they go to and just, it's, you know, kind of how I appreciated the thing in Shin Godzilla where you get to see the, the different versions of yeah. Godzilla throughout the movie. Like, watching it literally go from, like, it's the size of this guy's hand at the end, it's like, oh, it's the size of, like, City Hall. Yes. Uh, and I'm on the wiki now, and it says, uh, in the the effects team was a crew of 33 people. That tracks. And um, it said, in creating the blob for the 88 remake, uh, the special effects team used silk bags filled with methyl cellulose, which is a thickening agent for food. And the team described it as a blob quilt, which makes like because when she when homegirl is in the phone booth yeah. and it's just kind of like slapping over, it looked like this is going to sound real gross, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm in for it. It looks like skin titties. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate- flopping over like over itself right as it's roiling. I genuinely hate how accurate that is. Like, I genuinely and honestly hate how accurate that is. Um, because, yeah, like, if you told me it was just like, you know, if you took the, the old woman out of The Shining and just, like, blew her up to make a size and had her slap her boobs on the side of a mm-hmm. phone booth, there mm-hmm. it is. Um, I don't feel good about that comparison, but here we are, man. Like, but again, like, that's why Practical uh, is so good. because so good. Because you can make it look so gross. So incredibly gross. <laughs> and then, like, the one dude's eye is, like, literally, like, yeah. pulling away. Yeah. In the same phone booth scene. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the, the 12-year-old jumping out of the water. And, yeah. like, while well, he's, like, already falling apart and everything. And that's the other thing, too, that uh, that a lot of people don't realize about this movie. About the, you know, the people, like, oh, they hear the remake of The Blob. And, you know, the original is just a campy, you know... 60s thing but people already dismiss it yeah um but knowing that this this 88 remake there's so many good effect shots in it and there's so much good makeup in it 
that yeah, um, the 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 priest at the end of the movie where yeah. like half his face has been yeah. like charred and burned. Yeah. It's not just like weird gross blobby shit. Like there's actual like makeup like applications and stuff that are that are that are fantastic in this movie. And the the fucking bait and switch they did where, you know, I thought Homeboy that picks her up for the date was going to be the main character. Yeah. And he gets often... Again, spoilers for a 34-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. Even though Kevin Dillon is billed first, though. Yeah. So, Kevin yeah. Dillon is billed first. Johnny Drama himself is the star <laughs> of this movie. As is Amanda from Saul. Like, yep. those, are your two, um, those are your two stars. Uh, so, <laughs> as I said to you, I'll go, I'll go to bat for the first... Kind of like the first three Saw movies and the first three seasons of Entourage. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier, you know, about the director of this movie, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Chuck Russell. Chuck Russell, who did... Who came out strong with an early trifecta of movies. The first... The first thing... The first directing credit he has on IMDb is Dream Warriors. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, which... I mean, come on! It's my favorite. Yeah, it's just my favorite. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good ass Freddy movie. And then you've got, uh, then he did the Blob remake in '88. Yep. Then took like six years off for some strange reason. I'm sure, surely it wasn't cocaine. No, uh, <laughs> no, I can tell. I'm on his wiki now. Yeah. I can tell you what he did. And then he did the mask. The mask. And it said during those years uh, before the mask, he worked for George Lucas's Industrial Light and Magic. Of course, uh, I mean, well, like, look at the effects he uses in his first two movies. Yeah, man. like, yeah, it says he created groundbreaking digital technologies for the mask, combining live action performance with new concepts and visual effects. So we have Chuck Russell to thank for the first, like, nice merging of practical and digital effects Which into. Yeah, it's not even a guy's name. Like I know, like I knew really well. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, because I mean, think, I haven't seen The Mask in probably 25. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 12 is probably right, so about 25 <laughs> years. Yeah. So, um, but I remember I thought it looked cool. It did. It, I mean, it, 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 was, uh, it, it was one of those movies that changed the game for, for visual effects yeah. because it was, uh, the first time, I mean, it was sort of the next step past Who Framed Roger Rabbit yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of, of effects on a, on a human. <laughs> and that's a great, like, leapfrog there from Who Framed Roger Rabbit to The Mask, because I hadn't mm-hmm. really considered that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, monster movie, uh, The I mean, you don't get m- much more of a monster than just a giant... Gelatinous blob. Just a... <laughs> A big old pile of skin titties. <laughs> so I, I do wonder what came first, the gelatinous cube from D&D mm. or the blob? Cause, oh, the blob. For yeah. sure. I guarantee you that, that what's his face that created D&D? Gary Gygax? Gary Gygax. Because yeah. the first one was... Alliteration 19- again for you. Yep. Because the first one was 1966. So oh, yeah. I guarantee yeah, yeah. you that he that was uh, an influence. Because um, there's, uh, there's even a shout-out... In the remake, where uh, good old Kevin Dillon is startled by something as they're escaping the diner, and he <laughs> he just obliterates a, a, a sealed can of strawberry jam, <laughs> which 
for those not in the know, the 1966 blob featured uh, strawberry jam as the blob, which yes. a silk thing with, uh, I'm, I'm going to get super nerdy, um, the thickening agent that they talk about for food mm-hmm. uh, is... They they use something when people that have like throat injuries and have a hard time swallowing called yeah. thicket. Yeah, which they <laughs> when I was working at the private pharmacy they sent us a can of it when we first opened, but it was non-returnable. I was at that job for over seven years. They sent it to us in 2012. It was still year. I don't think it's expired yet. That's Damn. how that's like the half life on this stuff. Wow. But yeah, like no joke. For people that can't even, like, swallow water, they can put, like, that in there yeah. to, like, make water thicker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, that's what I'm envisioning, is them just, like, basically, like... Yeah. Silk and, yeah, obviously, some, like, glitter and shit. And then yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah. Putting it in there and then yeah. just... I, whatever they did for the veins effects. I would think that that... Is f- food coloring or yeah. something? The, the Wikipedia doesn't say, but that would be uh, I would be fascinated like to figure that out. with like food coloring, and yeah, just kind of going through, yeah, yeah. Because um, that going back to it, that's just what blew me away were the effects of this, like, yeah. And the screenwriter is Frank Darabont, yeah. So it's like walking, okay, Frank Darabont, Walking Dead season one, um, Shawshank Redemption, The Mist. I'm sure a whole bunch of other shit that I can't think of right now, yeah. And did he write comics too? Uh, no, or is he just kind of like one of those like comic adjacent dudes? Yeah, yeah. He's because of the success of Walking Dead. He's been uh, in that in that sphere. So I'm looking at the reviews of the '88 Blob. Um, It currently has a 63% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fair. Which is fair. Which is fair. Which is fair. What's your letterbox going to be? Uh, I don't know, man, because I'm not. I don't use Letterbox enough. Okay. I have it, but I don't. I don't ever check it. I've gotten like I had it for like two years, and it wasn't. It wasn't until I put the app out. Yeah. That I was like, yeah. I'm using this because at first, like my whole thing with Letterbox, the first was I'm not logging onto a website. Yeah. To go to look up a movie to review it that like three people are going to read. Mm. Now that I've got the app, I don't give a shit. Right. And right. And. Um, I'm honestly, I think I'm, I'm leaning like four, four and a half. Okay. Out of five. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at uh, there's a there's a horror website that gave it a four and a half out of five, um, and then there's a cool quote here that says uh, there was an interview with Starlog magazine uh, director. Starlog yeah, magazine. Okay. Says uh, the director Chuck Russell uh, quoted as saying. Maybe it was a mistake to do a remake of The Blob with a sense of humor. I thought that would be an entertaining interpretation. Unfortunately, it was released late in a very hectic summer filled with big films, and it didn't have a particularly good ad campaign. So, Chris, if you want to look up what else came out in the summer of 1988. Movies released Uh, in the summer... No, not KF... (laughs) <laughs> it was released on August 5th, 1988. <sighs> they know me. Yeah. Um, because it's like, <laughs> all they're showing me in the top is like horror. Oh, okay. So, domestic <laughs> box, box, I don't know, box office, 1988. 
Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Coming to America, Crocodile Dundee 2, Big, Die Hard, Cocktail, Willow, Rambo 3, Bull Durham, The Great Outdoors, 1988 re-release of Bambi, A Fish Called Wanda, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Midnight Run, Red Heat, Young Guns, Beetlejuice. Jesus. Beetlejuice was March. Oh, okay. But literally everything else I've mentioned is between May and August. Um, Funny Farm. Which was a huge Chevy Chase vehicle. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare uh, Friday 13th Part 7. Like, yeah, this movie was... Damn. That is a rough, like, rough. Man, those are some bangers. Uh, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see why it was hard to make make money back. Because, I mean, Ooh. you, you got to remember, at that point, like, movies were staying in theaters for months at months. time. So it's not yeah. like, it's not like it got released in May and it's out of, it's out of theaters by June. Like, no. no. Like, if it came out in May, then it's probably in theaters until, like, it's mid-May, mid-August, like you had normally yeah. a good two and a half, yeah. three month run. And especially if it was if it was doing well, yeah. then it would get longer. So shit like Willow and Coming to America, Coming to America, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. and the fucking re-release of Bambi. You know, Bambi stayed in theaters for three months, probably. Yeah. So yeah, and even like the horror ones, Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. Yep, not a good one, but. Right. It's part seven for a reason. People right. were there. Right. And also, you know, you talk about Rambo 3. Like, yeah. like at that point, both with Friday the 13th and with Rambo, were, were already so deep into those franchises that those were going to be hits no matter what. Yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 Nightmare on Elm Street like, 4, yeah. So, yeah, th- this had uh, an uphill battle, which <laughs> mm-hmm. had to be... Like had to be kind of a bummer for Chuck Russell. Was that Chuck name? Russell? Chuck yeah. Russell. Yeah. Where he was probably beaten by this sequel, like that just because part four just rides the coattails of three the entire time. Oh, for sure, for sure. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, super underrated. Uh, Eighty-eight blob. Uh, if you can get a hold of it, I mean, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Um. And I again, I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up and try and hook y'all up just to see if it might be. Um, uh, also, uh, it does share uh, a pretty depressing factoid. Oh God! Okay. Uh, the film was released on DVD. Uh, uh, I know where this is going. On September 11th. One of my one of my that's one of my favorite albums of all time came out that day. Yep. Yep. The the second Primer fifty five album. Yep. The the new release was released on nine eleven oh one. So yeah. I I had a t shirt that um, was promoting it because Spy Records of all places got got like one of the promo t shirts. Yeah. And it said you know Primer fifty five the new album new release blah 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 nine eleven oh one. Came home from school didn't have the shirt on that day thankfully. Yeah. Um, but just came home and mom and dad were like, and they were talking to me and they were like, hey, we don't th-. I was like, I'm never wearing that again anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, man, it was, uh, yeah, not, not one of those things to, nah. And also, you know, in, in looking at the, the wiki still, it's like, there was an article in the, it says article in the May 1989 Screen International which I guess is a Hollywood magazine or whatever, reported that the film's domestic box office gross was, quote, disastrous, and it made 
$8.2 million out of a $10 million budget. So again, like $1.8 million was considered disaster in 1988. I'm wondering if it just had like a couple strong weeks or if it was just just enough to keep it in theaters for like a month. Yeah. It wasn't ever like selling out or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, you think at that time it was probably paired as a double feature with other stuff or it was a it was a midnight movie. Yeah. In yeah. a lot of spots. Yeah, I think drive-ins were pushing uh Come See Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and the new and, movie yeah. from the director of Nightmare on Elm Street 3. <laughs> um, right. Right. Bring that, bring your dad to see the remake of the Blob because yeah. he liked it, you know. Uh, I, like, what would you pair this with? Um, you're doing a double feature. You're watching the Blob and I'm watching the Blob and well, and I'm taking the trifecta away from you because we talked about that while yeah, we were yeah, watching. Yeah. Um, no, I I um, uh, shit. I think this is going to be a recurring question over the course of the. Right, Monster uh, Movie Monday is well. I, I'll I'll stay thematically. Okay. Okay. I'll stay thematically. Pair 1988's Blob with Hard Candy. Right. Okay. The asshole gets it. Yeah, the asshole gets it. The asshole. The creep fucking dies. Yeah. Right. I've wanted to rewatch. I, I need to rewatch Hard Candy. I haven't. Or what was what was the one? Um, this is gonna be great for the podcast. But like me trying to remember what this movie. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's like a, it's like a foreign movie, but she's like out in the woods, and some dude tries to kidnap her, and she she fucks him up with like a. It's not a chainsaw. Um, fuck. You're not thinking of uh, Switchblade Romance. Oh my gosh! What's the what the fuck's that? High tension. High tension. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. High tension. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, high tension's a good one. Yeah. Or, well, I mean, uh, because of okay, hard candy may be it may be a bit of a bummer, or it, it may be hard candy's definitely going on first if we're yeah if we're double featuring those yeah. Two. Um, but if you want to stay fun, uh, I would do. The Blob and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> Fuck, that is... <laughs> because you get the Godzilla clown at the end, right? That's so good. <laughs> that is so good. See, mine is... I do I, I do the remake and Creature from Outer Space double feature. Ooh, okay. The Thing, yeah. 1982, and yeah. The Blob, 1988. Okay, okay. That's a solid one. Yeah. Dude. That is a solid one. That, that that's that that's the one I think I would go with. And I'm sure I'm sure that if you're into horror, you know about this movie. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure that this movie is on a lot of horror lists, right? Oh, for As sure. like best practical or or you know whatever, what have you. Remakes that deserve more attention or some right. bullshit like that. Right. Um, oh, it is streaming on Tubi. So okay. if you want to watch it, if you don't mind commercials, Tubi has also gotten better about the commercial placement. They have. Um, Pluto could learn a lesson from them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pluto's cashing checks, man. Yeah, Pluto is cashing checks. Pluto's <laughs> cashing a lot of checks. Yeah, You can watch the new season of Dexter on Pluto. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, but I could. Um, so, excuse me. Yeah, The Blob from 1988. 
And because also too, man, that's a that's a back to back practical effects. Yeah. Just smorgasbord. Yeah. Right. Of the I thing mean, and oh, that's like, that's like two of the best. I've got you going now, don't I? Like, man, you're thinking about it. I really am now, man. <laughs> yeah. Killer Clowns is good too, though, man. I know, but the, yeah, I think you nailed it with the thing because it's this amorphous, yeah. like body eating thing, you know. And you've got like killer uh, awesome scenes with stuff on the ceiling, right? Yeah, the reverse through, camera yeah. shot shit, and uh, yeah. So yeah, so, man, that's, that's it. Yeah. Um. So let's just go a few more minutes and talk about like the overall thing we want to do with Monster Movie Mondays. Yep. Um, guys, this isn't going to be your, your normal episode of Friends with Benefits. We're not going to go a full hour. We don't have two topics. We just kind of wanted to introduce this idea to you guys and kind of be able to, um, push it towards you. Um, but you know, this, you brought this idea up to me. So tell me about your baby. Well, no, I just think it's a, like I said before, it's a good excuse, um, to hang out and watch movies with you. Yeah. Um, but also like monster movies, I think are, uh... I don't know. There's, there's something a bit more accessible. Yeah. Uh, in monster movies, uh, like The Blob or like Godzilla or you know whatever, um, than other horror. Um, and like I said you know I love alliteration, and I just it's just an, uh, a good reason to watch monster movies because that's yeah. not I'm not as well versed um, in most of those than I am slashers or True. something like that. And um, our whole thing is we're, we're not sticking to just aliens, kaiju, nothing like that. I mean, it's 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 all happening. Kaiju, aliens. Um, genetic why? experiments. Genetic experiments. Uh, evil holiday characters. Uh, that'll make sense later. Um, right? Right. Myths. Myths. Legends. Yeah, legend, all of it. Yeah. Like, nothing's off the table. Um, right. Probably not ghosts. No. That yeah, that's a that's a different thing. Yeah. Like okay, well, well I'll I'll posit this then. Like, what qualifies as a monster movie? Ooh. My th- whole thing is like okay, it's a uh, it's a it's a seemingly unbeatable foe, yeah. right? So I would consider so like of course Godzilla, the Blob, um, giant you know giant monsters, big kaiju, big robots, whatever. But I also think of like Pumpkinhead. Yeah, is, a monster is a monster movie, right? Yeah, Rawhead sure. Rex is a monster movie. You know, is Hellraiser a monster movie? Ooh, uh, yeah. Okay, I would I would consider Hellraiser. To, they, I mean, they are monsters. They're demons, I guess, but they are they are monsters. Here's a fun one. Yeah, is Puppet Master a monster movie? Ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> uh, I would consider it a monster yeah, movie. I would, uh, so would I. I wouldn't have brought that up if I didn't. Like, yeah, I, I definitely think yeah, Puppet Master is definitely a monster movie, and possibly one you'll, you'll hear about because that movie's fucking rad. <laughs> it sure is. Um, and real quick, I, I I don't know if we've ever actually talked about this on uh, like in person or anything. So it's it's a good question for us to kind of like wrap it around to just monsters as a whole, even though. Whether or not Jason Voorhees is a monster is debatable. Um, yeah. I had someone tell me that they thought Jason Voorhees was a fantasy character. I could not disagree with that more. Uh, I, 
what are the parameters of fantasy that you're talking about? Like, they, that's not... That's, they said that because he's unkillable and because he's invincible, that basically means he's a fantasy character. Mm. And I don't, I don't I don't, think that at all. And that's not just me saying, well, I think fantasy is Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Or yeah, yeah. Like, that. like I, I, horror, and, horror fantasy can be a thing. Yeah. But not Jason Voorhees. No, no, no. Jason Voorhees is a... I mean... Whatever you want to say, uh, zombie, yeah. uh, monster, demon, whatever. Um, worm. Worm. <laughs> I don't consider it a fantasy because then that alludes to some sort of, I don't know, magic element. If I mean, and and I know we're we're skirting real close to Jason Worm territory as being you know, like <laughs> magic shit, right? But. To me, that means like magic missile and spells yeah. and shit like that. And um, again, we got real close with the Necronomicon, you know. So like, it it he maybe brushes up against fantasy, but he skirts the line, but doesn't cross it. Doesn't cross it because ultimately, I think uh, the horror angle wins out. Yeah, and honestly, I, I think if you. If you take Jason Goes to Hell out of the equation, he's not even skirting the line. No. Yeah, Jason Goes to Hell is the only place where we see sort of mystical, magical yeah. uh, Jason-type stuff. Everything else, he's he's either unkillable or uh, a robot. Yeah. <laughs> and Uber Jason is best Jason. Even though you, you blatantly lied and said part six was the best. Well, here's... Let me... Let me clarify Chris um, I have a very soft spot for tool belt Jason Fair. Um, I, I just think that whole look uh, is that was the first one because that was before uber Jason so that was a look that I really like glommed onto now when it comes to the movie I'll watch the most X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> uh, but as far as my my favorite like look of Jay, like when I think of Jason, my immediate thought is, is part, part six. six. And that's fair. Yeah. yeah, that's that's probably mine as well. Because like, yeah. if I picture Jason, that's the Jason I mm-hmm. picture. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, guys, this is gonna be a, a regular thing on our Patreon. Um, I haven't really figured out what tier I want it to be. Honestly, for you and I, I think. We're fine with the lowest Patreon tier we have, yeah. whatever that may be. Oh, and um, also, real quick, wanted to let everybody know that while we watch these monster movies, I make a little doodle. And I will post that doodle on my Instagram, and then later on, that doodle will be uh, in the realm of possibility of you owning. You Yeah, you, you can end up with it. Um, we're debating how that's going to go down. Um, you, you guys know me, know I'm like kind of a, a whore for wanting to raise money for charity and that sort of thing. So I'm leaning towards something along those lines, but we'll figure it out and make it work somehow. Um, so any, anything you want to pitch pimp or anything before we, we head? No. Um, I mean, I, what I'm going to do, uh, when I do these little doodles and, uh, I did one earlier tonight of, of Johnny drama, um, <laughs> but on my Instagram, Justin three thousand Stewart. Um, I will I will post these little drawings and I will hashtag them Monster Movie Mondays or Monster Movie Monday, and uh, 
that's you how you can see what I did here on also Chris's couch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for sticking with us for what was uh, a strange, obscure, but fun one. Um, all the fun ones, you know, we never really stick to a normal like plan or anything when you do these. And mm-hmm. I think this might be the first one we've ever just done one-on-one. We've normally had right. like Will, Rennie, someone... Uh, hanging around with us too so it was nice to just be able to like pick each other's brains for a bit so yeah catch us um at six bomb boards and the friends with benefit podcast at lexington figure fest september 18th from 10 to 4 olika shriners temple thank you toy vomit thank you vegan super kick can't wait to be a part of it until then well not until then until next time my friends i won't be with you next week uh Chris has a special guest he's bringing on for all of you. It's not me. It's not. It's not the third leg of our show. <laughs> but oh yeah, since we're done, zip. <laughs> he's got something planned for you. I'll be back in a couple weeks. Until then, my friends, stay safe, stay happy, keep doing what you're doing, and thank you for being our friends with benefits. <laughs>